Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse DePlanis. Thank you for tuning into the broadcast today. Last week, we preached part one of a sermon I preached called I Never Learned to Doubt. It's my new book. I am so excited about that. This thing is going to help you, and I, I just couldn't wait till I could put it on television. These are lessons I've learned about the dangers of doubt and the freedom of faith. Boy, it's good to live by faith, to believe by faith, to walk by faith, because you please God. And let me help you, you please yourself. Because when faith fills you up, there is no room for doubt. Doubt don't exist spiritually, physically, or financially. Now, this is just part two. And you know, it's our second week of preaching this, but the book, I'm just scratching the book. It, you're going to love this thing. People ask me all the time, how do you do what you do? Well, I don't let doubt be a part of me because it don't fit. Part two of I Never Learned to Doubt. Call a friend. Tell them to turn the television on and watch. Sometimes we need to be brought to the end of our wits that we may come to the beginning of our faith. I love that. Now, Jordan, that's a good, that, that, that's a good chapter right there. Lord Jesus. Let me talk on that for a minute. Sometimes we need to be brought to the end of our wits. Oh, God, I'm about to go cry. I don't know what to do, Lord. Well, if you quit doubting, you'd get it. That you may come to the beginning of your faith. I've been there, ladies and gentlemen. I've been at the point sometime I went, I've done everything I know to do. I don't know what else to do. Can you give me a word? He said, yeah, shut up. <laughs> and then the next word, peace. And I could hear the Lord going. <laughs> hmm. Sometimes we need to be brought to the end of our wits that we may come to the beginning of our faith. I'm pretty sure I've made Kathy go there many times. Oh, I know, especially when she got saved and I didn't. Oh, Lord. she got saved before me. You got to understand the kind of a husband I was. I mean, I, 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 I wasn't, I was bad. Not, I mean, I didn't, I mean, I just, I, just did what I want and I didn't care who saw it. It didn't make any difference to me. See, when you serve a killer, you become one. Satan is a serial killer. How many people has church people destroyed in the church? That they don't come no more. There's some people who want to come back to this church. You know why they're not coming back? Shame. They don't realize that we ain't going to hurt nobody. We're not going to say, I told you so. No. We're not saying, I told you I was right, you were wrong. No. Ain't got none of that junk. None. You see, brought to the end of your wits. That when we come to the beginning of our faith, I, 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 I've been there. I've seen that so many times. But thank God I refuse to walk over to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and take a bite. See, because it didn't take the whole apple to get them into sin. It just took a bite. You see what I'm saying? I never learned to doubt. Thank God. And I never will. 
But Kathy had to go through things. Ladies and gentlemen, just to give you an example how bad this woman had it. When I was a rocker, you know, I was a pretty good looking boy when I was young. You got to see it by faith. But, you know, it's true. I really had a good body. Oh, Lord. You got to see that by faith, too. <laughs> I'd be at a hotel and these groupies, girls by the thousands. See, when you work on a major rock concert and you're working on the same circuit as Kiss and Led Zeppelin and ZZ Top. My God. You know, I mean, they would find out what room I was in and knock on the door. And Kathy would open it up and they'd say, can we go to bed with your husband? Well, I want to sleep with your husband. And I'd be behind Kathy and say, come on, Kathy. Come on, Kathy. Now, would you stay married to an idiot like that? But you know why she stayed married to me? There was no doubt in her. I was getting saved whether I liked it or not. She, re she remembered what my, what my mom said. She said, it's just your tough luck you born to me, boy. Even though you're the biggest heathen I've ever met. You're going to get saved whether you like it or not. Yes. See, when you put the word of God in, in a child, and it may not seem like it's happening. You do that by church. Because let me tell you, they're going to fight you. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to. Where did they learn that from? You. Sure. What is more important at the beginning of your week? God or something else? Don't shout me down. Huh? I'm not trying to convict you or condemn you. What I'm saying is so that doubt will not be a part of your life. So sometimes we need to be brought to the end of our wits. And I think I did that with Kathy, that we may, become, may come to the beginning of our faith. So then she, she started praying for me when I was asleep. The reason I knew about it, because I could feel them fingers coming across the sheet. She put her ever hand so slightly on my shoulder and said, come out, you devil. And I said, hey, woman, get your hand on me. I'm awake. <laughs> oh, oh. Now write this down. Spiritual progress can only be attained by strong belief. Strong belief. You see, the minute you come, and I'm going to use Covenant Church as an example, and you, if you get here enough, early enough to listen to the worship, because <laughs> sometime at 10 o'clock, I could take three shotguns and shoot them in all different directions and not hit one person. <laughs> Don't shot me down when I'm preaching good. You know it's the truth. <laughs> oh, but if you showed up for your job late like you do at church, they fire your butt. Don't shout me down. <laughs> Look at people. <laughs> no, I'm not being critical. I'm just being truthful here. See what I'm saying? You would immediately begin to receive faith from the first note on the, on the keyboard, first note on the bass, the first hit on the drum, on the guitar. See, it's a place where faith is created and doubt is destroyed. That's how strong belief comes. You become fanatical. See, because now you done got to the end of your wits. Now you're starting at the beginning of your faith. My God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Mm -hmm. Brother Jesse, if you got two Christian teams playing, which one's going to win? Not the one that has the most talent, because the worst team can beat you. 
because they're still professionals. It's the one with the most faith. God is not a respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. See, spiritual progress can only be attained by strong belief. So I began to get into the word of God and I filled up all the cracks and the crevices of my spirit with faith instead of allowing Satan to put doubt and unbelief in there. And I've done that by going to church, being a part of church and not putting anything else ahead of church. There's some things I wanted to do ahead of church. I'm not going to lie. Ladies and gentlemen, I love living. I love sports. I like, uh, you know, I like all that stuff. Don't misunderstand, but I don't put it ahead of God. And you see, Sundays, the NFL took God's day. All we wanted was a morning. And there's nothing not wrong with going to game. I, I, I don't want people to misunderstand what I'm saying. Because I think it's, a, it, it's nice to, you know, believe in. The reason why you go, because you believe in them. Ah. Right? The reason why you buy season tickets, because you believe you ain't going to spend that much money without believing in something, without becoming a fanatic or a fan. Right? And there ain't anything wrong with that. I'm not saying, listen to me, that's what I'm saying. Or if you have to go to a hospital, you don't walk in and people say, well, the reason why you're in this hospital because you ain't got no faith. Don't that sound familiar? Yeah, go back to the 70s. When people begin to really come to the word of faith, they would just say, well, the reason why you ain't got no faith, the reason why you're in this hospital because you don't have no faith. I remember telling a guy, I said, well, you got faith? Well, yeah. I said, well, heal her or shut up because you got more doubt in you than she ever has. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Listen to me. You see, but I begin to develop that. So I don't put nothing ahead of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I love movies. I do. I love movies. But there's a thing that I do. And I'm not saying this is a sin. This is one of my convictions, Betty. This is me. I'm going to just say this for me. This for me only, everybody. I got friends of mine. Sometimes I might do it along with me. And, and I don't have to preach to that night. And they say, hey, Jesse. We got the day off. Yeah, okay. Let's go to the show. No. I love going to movies. I do. I enjoy it. That's one of my favorite things. The smell of popcorn. You can be so full you can't hold it. You can't swallow. You just come out of dinner. You walk in there. Where the butter? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And you're so full. Uh, What size do you want? A large. And about halfway through the movie, they can hear your fingernails scratching the bottom of the thing. <laughs> when they got to refill this thing. Right? 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 And I said, no, I, I, I can't do that. Why? Because my mind is stayed upon Christ. And maybe while I'm at the movie, God would want to speak to me, but I won't let him because I don't want to miss any part of it. Now, that's me. That may not be for you. I'm just using that as an example, so I don't do that. But as soon as that meeting's over, I'll go to a show at 2 o'clock in the morning. That's a different thing. See, it's not not wrong going to the show. Not wrong, you know, as far as that concerned. What I'm saying is I'm in that state of mind. Because I have to develop the word of God. And somebody may have stage four cancer that needs healing. And I don't want to have to be laying my hands on somebody. 
and I hear the dark side of the force. <laughs> Y'all saw the movie, I got that. The dark side. <sighs> you see my point. Spiritual progress can only be attained by strong belief. Write this down. When faith is weak, it suspends your judgment. And when faith is weak, doubt is strong. It suspends your judgment. Watch this. Some people have excellent sight, but poor perception. They have excellent sight, but they have poor perception. Does this make me look fat? You know it make you look fat. Why? Because you is fat. But I don't care if you fat. If you like you, I like you. It ain't none of my business. How skinny you are, how fat you are. See, you may have great sight, but you got poor perception. Will this donut make me lose weight? If I drink low-fat milk with it? <laughs> well, you are cutting down on the calorie, that's for sure, because it's low-fat. <laughs> Let me say it again. When faith is weak, it suspends your judgment. See, doubt increases when your faith's weak. Some people have excellent sight, but poor perception. Yeah. Yeah. They can see, but not clearly. They can't perceive. You see what I'm saying? They can see a problem, but they have poor perception on how to answer it. Why? Because the reason why people don't start or complete their dreams, it's not because they can't. And it's not because God hadn't given you one. It's because of doubt. Well, man, I'm getting older now. I just can't do that. I told my dad when he was living one time, I mean, he made it almost to 89 years old. He said, Jesse, I'm having a hard time walking. I said, you know why, Dad? He says, why? I said, because all you do is sit down. Get up, Dad. I said, he said, but I can't walk far. I'm not asking you to walk a mile. I'm asking, how about you walk from your house to the mailbox every day? Because you see, a muscle will react to some type of exercise. He said, my arms are so flabby. I said, Dad, get a one-pound weight. Why are you sitting there? Do this. You know, and I, it wasn't a week and a half. He called me. He said, guess what? I said, what, Dad? He said, man. He said, I can feel my muscle in my arm. I said, you, I said, you get a dumbbell? He said, no, I got a pound of sugar. <laughs> a pound of sugar. He hit my dad with a bag of sugar. <laughs> I know what he was wanting to do. <laughs> and he started walking to the, um, to, to, to the mailbox. Man. He said, Jesse. I said, I said, Dad, muscles will respond. Now, don't overdo yourself. We're not asking you to run a mile or run a marathon. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is, do something. So that way, if you decide you want to get up by yourself, you've exercised yourself enough that you can do that. Instead of keep hearing this, well, you know, I'm getting old. You know, I'm getting old. Well, now I am old. And, uh, you know, uh, but Moses was 120 years old climbing mountains. My God, man. God ain't asking you to do that. 
How about Abraham having babies at 100? God ain't asking you to do that. <laughs> Getting pregnant at 90 years old? Jesus, help us, Lord. Mm. When faith is weak, it suspends your judgment. Some people have excellent sight but poor perception. Now, write this down. We are not called to believe until we're able. We are called to simply trust. You know, that point is so good, I have to say it again. We are not called to believe until we are able. We're called simply to trust. Now, how do you go from trusting believing? <clears throat> Fellowship. More than relationship. See, when you get born again, you, you, you receive a relationship from God. But then when you begin to pray and fellowship with God, you trust God because he saved you. Now you're getting to a whole new area of believing. And then you get like Paul, I know in whom I have believed and I'm persuaded. Good Lord, man. When you get persuaded, you're hard to be unpersuaded, right? Let's look at Doubting Thomas for a minute. It's in St. John chapter 20, verse 25. Now, look, this is what he says. I'm just going to quote his words. This is Thomas talking. Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of them nails and thrust my hand into his side. Watch this strong statement. I will not believe. That's a strong statement coming from an apostle, from a disciple. See, because he's going by what he sees instead of about what he believes. You see, because he's going by what he sees because he doesn't see. He thinks Jesus is dead. It is over. And my God, it's not, not going to happen. They all ran like scared rabbits. But they, what they, I love you. Jesus showed up, showed up, just said, hello. <laughs> I'm here. Praise God. See, Thomas had to unlearn to doubt. That's not an easy thing. Let me say it again. Thomas had to unlearn to doubt. Jesus took Thomas's doubt, watch this, and made it a message of faith. Now, you talk about something. In St. John 20, verses 27, 28, Jesus says this. Then saith he to Thomas, come here, reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands. Reach hither thy hand. And thrust it into my side. Watch this. And be not faithless, but believing. Now, brother, when that came in the words, when he sees Jesus, Thomas says, oh, God, my Lord, my God. Now, watch this. He just got rebuked. Most people get mad about that. My God, who do you think you ought to rebuke me like that? How can you expect me to believe you were dead, man? I saw you die. Blood gushed out of you. But Jesus was serious. He said, you're faithless. Ooh, why? See, because when your faith is the only thing you got, it's doubt in your life. Listen, God wants you to live a blessed life. That is right there. People fight that tooth and toenail. Are you ready to get rid of all doubt and believe what this Bible says instead of what the person next door or somebody's opinion about what they think God said? I want to pray for you right now. Can I do that? Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, I hold my hands up and I'll keep my eyes open. Lord, I ask you to bless these people. I rebuke all doubt. I demand it. 
I don't ask it. I demand it in the name of Jesus. Get out of here. And Lord, fill them with faith because faith cometh by hearing. They're hearing me pray, Lord. You said if two of us agree, or they're one, they're two, like I can put my hand in their hand if they'll just believe. Father, I thank you today that your word is true and it will come to pass because doubt is not a part of your nature and it should not be a part of ours, Lord. Ephesians 5, 1, be you therefore imitators of God as dear children. Oh, God, I love that scripture. And I, I do that every day. I want to imitate you. Lord, I ask the people that are listening today that they can imitate you. You have no doubt whatsoever at all. I pray for them today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, God wants you to do the impossible in your life today. Not tomorrow. We ain't putting it off to tomorrow. Not next week. Not next year. Today. Now, I'm going to tell you something. My, my, my new book just came out. God, I love this book. I love the title because it's so true. It's called I Never Learned to Doubt. I'm going to just say something here. Listen to me. It's going to help you believe and receive not some of it, all of it. It's going to help you to believe and receive. Not some of it, all of it. You want me to say it again? I'm not trying to sell you the book. Listen to me. Aren't you tired of living doubt lives? Always being disappointed spiritually, physically, financially. Always somebody telling you, you can't have that, you can't have this. When Jesus said, you can, you can do all things through Christ and I'll supply all your need according to my riches, not the, in glory, not the government, not, in a, not stimulus, not any of that junk. My Lord, I'm starting to get excited here. Look, you need to get this. I wrote it for you. Because, and God said, I put something in you, Justin, and if, if you'll just convince them, and I'm doing all I know to do to convince you, you don't need doubt in your life. How do I get it, Brother Jesse? Go to JDM.org for all the ordering information. That's how you do it, JDM.org. You know, I'm not just trying to sell you something. I'm going to say that again. I'm just tired of people getting beat up. I'm tired of that. I want to go to a church one time, and everybody's like this, hey, <laughs> and preach so free. That when I say something that sounds real hard, they go, whoa, man, we've been believing that, standing on the word. And here's the manifestation of it. My God, what a blessing that is. I never learned to doubt. Go to JDM.org, get that book. You'll be blessed by it. I mean that sincerely. It's going to change your life. I know it will. Now, stay right there. I'll be back in just a moment to speak another word to you, show you a few things. I'm excited about this, ladies and gentlemen. You can tell. I've wrote a lot of books, but not one like this. Watch this now. Did you know that doubt is a habit? Yes, it is. You aren't born a doubter. You learn to doubt over time. In my book, I Never Learned to Doubt, you will learn something. And what is that? To go back in time and regain what was lost so that you can enjoy more peace, more joy, more favor, and more blessing. The wonder of faith is a pure thing. It's a childlike thing. And faith is the only thing that God responds to. When you never learn to doubt, life is so much better. I never learned to doubt. It's my new book. Get it today. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank my partners. Because without you, we could not do this. I have to repeat what I said last week. We have been preaching 45 years, and we've never had a financial deficit. Why? Why? That's unheard of. Why? Because I never doubted you. You never doubted me, and both of us never doubted God. 
That's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. God, help me. That is the truth. People say, that can't be. It is. It's the truth. Let me say it again. I never doubted you. You never doubted me, and both of us never doubted God. Your faithful financial support is so vitally important to this ministry. It is reaching people. It is changing lives one soul at a time. So thank you for being a partner. If you're not a partner, pray about becoming one. Oh, I'm telling you what. There's great benefits to being a partner. And one of them, and I believe this, I don't mean this to sound arrogant, the anointing of increases on my ministry all this year. It's all debt-free. And on me personally, all debt-free, been debt-free, me and Kathy since 1982. I wanted to come on you. Why not? You certainly deserve it. You should have it. Why? Because you're a good person. So I thank you. Also, I got an offer that I want to help you with today. For your May partnership, you can get my message, How to Be a Devout Dissolver of Doubts. Or you could say it, the primary job of the believer is to get rid of stinking doubts. You learn about the prophet Daniel and how he had a reputation for untying knotty problems. I like that. And how you could make interpretations and dissolve doubts. Lord, could Daniel do it? So can you. Like him, you can be a spiritual light in a blind world. Good Lord, that's good. You can heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. Good God, it's so much. Go to jdm.org for all the audio information. <sighs> Time constraints on television. God, I wish I could stretch it, but I can't. The whole thing is in this book. You know, it's, it's been delayed a year because of COVID and all that stuff. But buddy, I believe it's on time right now. I hope you can get this. It will help you. I've wrote a lot of books, ladies and gentlemen, and I, I like them all, but this one here is unique. Let me tell you something, preachers. You want to preach some sermons? You get some sermons out of this. Not just tell, trying to sell it to you. Listen to me. It's powerful. Once again, partners, I can't thank you enough. Sometimes I say, Lord, do I say thank you enough? He said, yes. Let me say it again. I never doubted you. You never doubted me. Both of us never doubted God. Thank you for your faithful financial support. Got some major projects going on, and we need your help today, okay? Jesse DePlanis from New Orleans saying, I love you. We'll see you next week. God bless you. Bye-bye. Now, what makes a person a great person is vision. The only way that the physical eyes are going to see it, that you must see it with your spiritual eyes. Don't try to reconcile sense and faith. See, faith goes beyond the intellect. Jesse Duplantis' 2021 Visionary Conference. Throw away your clock. God will put the time on that thing, and it'll come quicker than you think. You are a winner going somewhere to win. The 2021 Visionary Conference, July 15th and 16th. Register online today. You see, heaven is wonderful. And I said, what am I doing here? He said, you have an appointment. Heaven, Close Encounters of the God Kind is celebrating 25 years of transforming lives. Order your copy today at JDM.org. Jesse Duplantis Ministries is reaching people and changing lives one soul at a time more than ever before online. JDM is continuing to provide new faith-based content meant to strengthen your relationship with God. You can find weekly messages from Jesse and Kathy on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and more. So like us on social media, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and stay connected to all the exciting things happening at Jesse Duplantis Ministries. My primary job to you is to dissolve doubt in your mind. 
to shut it down so you can receive the fullness of what God wants you to have. Spiritual, physical, and financial. What stops you is doubt. Nothing else but doubt. But if you learn to doubt your doubts, you won't be a doubter no more because your doubts have been doubted because you've learned to doubt your doubts.